What modern telecommunications technology was named after an ancient Danish king? The epic 1959 movie Hound Dog Man introduced what singer to film audiences? Hmm, not Elvis, I take it. Okay, answers to those and other questions coming up in this episode of The Off Ramp with Bob and Marsha Smith. Welcome to the off-ramp, a chance to slow down, steer clear of crazy, take a side road to sanity, and learn something with some trivia. We do this program each week for the Cedarburg Public Library, and we love to learn new things. Marcia, I found this fact recently, and I was astounded. One of the modern telecommunications technologies we both use, and most people use, was named after an ancient Danish king. Do you know what it was? Something we both use. Is it, a, is it a phone or a computer or a... Here's a hint. We get in the car. We set up the... Navigation system. Radio. So we want to play something <laughs> from our phones. What do we have to hit? There's a button we have to hit. Navigation? It's a button. What are you doing? I'm pointing to my teeth. <laughs> Thought I'd help you there with a visual oh, clue. Oh, <laughs> yes. Francisco Tooth Fairy. I don't know. Bluetooth. Oh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Bluetooth, <laughs> yes. I thought I had something in my tooth. Okay. <laughs> Bluetooth was named after Harold Bluetooth Gormson. You're kidding. A 10th century Danish king. Can you believe that? No, Bluetooth was his name. That's yeah, pretty funny. Because fun. apparently he had a dead tooth which looked black or blue to his followers. He was a king who died around 986 A.D. And the reason they named Bluetooth for him was because he brought together the warring tribes of Denmark. The inventors of Bluetooth named their technology after that because they thought it would unite devices the way Harold Bluetooth united the tribes of Denmark. <laughs> wow, that's pretty uh, out there. Isn't that yes. interesting? What should we name this? Okay, remember Harold Bluetooth? <laughs> and there's a Bluetooth logo, which you, if you look at any of your devices, you'll see it. It consists of two runes, R-U-N-E-S, which are ancient written symbols combined into one. That's known as a bind rune, and it's his two initials. Really? Yeah, H and B. Well, that is f actually fascinating. Yeah. They, that these guys knew about Bluetooth was amazing. Bluetooth is named after a Danish king okay. from the 900s. I can't believe it. <laughs> well, how about 1959? That's pretty far back. Hound Dog Man introduced what singer to film audiences? Well, obviously, it's not an Elvis film. Why do you say that? Well, because we never... Can I give you an easy one? Okay, yeah, give me an easy one. Is it Elvis? No. Oh, thanks a <laughs> lot. Boy, you just got me on that one. We just saw the movie, Elvis. Oh, okay, and, uh, so was this so. like somebody like Gene Pitney, somebody else from that era? No. Yes, it was somebody else from that era. Now, we were pretty young. I don't... Did you ever see it? I don't remember no, I seeing don't, it. No. But it, when it hit television, I think I eventually saw it. But the answer is Fabian. Oh, no kidding. The cute but not, real not talented, talented. <laughs> <laughs> singer Fabian. Yeah, he was no Elvis, that's for sure. But he looked good and he, I don't know what he did in Hound Dog Man, but that was his claim to fame and it introduced him to the world. 
Maybe he ate hot dogs at Hound Dog Man. <laughs> hey, I got a hot dog fact. Hey, I got a hot dog fact, too. Really? Yeah. After last week, how many millions of people eat hot dogs on the 4th of so July? So my new one is, and maybe it's the same one you've got. You've probably read this in the recent uh, news. Which U.S. city consumes the most hot dogs? No, I didn't read that. I'll give you four cities, and you choose which Thank one. Thank you. Baltimore, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, or New York City? What was the question? What, where was it originated? What city consumes the most oh, consumes hot dogs? consumes the most. Because we said 150 million are consumed on the 4th yes. of July alone. Alone, yes. Yeah. Okay. So what city overall I'll consumes? I'll say New York. New York. Well, that makes sense. Yes. Because Nathan's Hot Dogs. Nathan's Hot Dogs was in, uh, where was that? Brooklyn. Uh, Coney Island, I believe. Yeah. No, it's Los Angeles. Oh, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Americans spend more than $7 billion on hot dogs and sausages in supermarkets the city that took the top hot dog honors, Los Angeles. Angelinos eat 30 million pounds of hot dogs a year, followed by New York, Dallas, Fort Worth, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Well, good to know. I know our son out in Los Angeles must have ate a lot, but that was due to poverty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most of the hot dogs are consumed at baseball stadiums, or many of them. Oh, and they cost a fortune there. 18.3 million are consumed at baseball stadiums. Can huh. you believe that? And L.A. Dodgers fans alone consume 2.7 million hot dogs in 2019. So might think of Hollywood and Los Angeles as the glamour capital, but the favorite sandwich is the hot dog. Oh, you darn. I think they serve that at the Academy Award dinner, don't they? they <laughs> I don't okay, think so. Okay, so here's the big question, Bob. Why do we call them hot dogs? Oh, let's see. Was it because they looked like dachshund in those yes, in those buns? That's uh, one thought. Yes, in the mid 1800s, German immigrant butchers in the United States began selling variations of sausages. Some of them were long and thin, and uh -huh. they looked like dachshunds, uh, the wiener dog. And over time, the phrase may have been bastardized into hot dog. You know, they called them dachshund sandwiches. Oh, is Sa that right? Dachshund sausages. Dachshund sausages. Because uh, they look like, that's what the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council suggests. Oh, there's a, so but, there's a council. <laughs> the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I didn't know We're, that. We weren't invited. I didn't go to their museum. And, uh, yeah, so that's the dachshund. But uh, there's two words for hot dogs. There's frankfurters and wieners. And can you tell me the difference? No, I can't. I guess... You just are not up on your wiener trivia. <laughs> not a big one on wiener trivia. I know where most of them are eaten, but I it's, don't know why they call it's them... It's an unsettled debate out there oh. on the council, especially. <laughs> it's a big hot dog debate going on, okay? The former is named for a city, Frankfurt. Yes, okay? Frankfurt, Germany. Yep, and the latter, Vienna, because wiener is the German adjective that means Vienna. So that's where they're from, Frankfurt and Wiener, Vienna. Huh, so I didn't know that. And the council, the sausage council, and the sausage council. Easy for you to say. It says, this argument is too hard to pin down. You when, mean Wiener versus Frankfurt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a burning they, argument in my it home. Has, yes. They, they just dumped it. It was too much for them. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's uh, speak more of Europe. I have an interesting uh, question for you today. What country does the word spa come from? Spa. 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 Does it come from Sweden, Finland, 
Belgium, Turkey, or the UK? Well, you know, the the one that seems most obvious would be the first one. What was that, Sweden? Mm-hmm. You know, Swedish massage. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Did you ever get a massage? We got one together Yes, once. it was good. Yeah. So I'll say Swedish. Well, you know, they had spas in Europe uh, during the, uh, the the Romans had spas in England and other places they built uh-huh. them. Why wouldn't you think the UK? Okay. The UK. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither Sweden nor the UK. Okay, Bob, get to it. It's Belgium. I'm surprised at that. Oh, really? Yeah. If you're a spa lover, you might want to add Belgium to your bucket list because there is a Belgium city actually called Spa. And most historians say that's the origin of the word we commonly use today. And in Roman times, that town was called Aque Spandene and was known for its healing thermal baths, according to the writings of Pliny the Elder. I know you've been well. reading him every, every night. And nobility <laughs> frequented the town's baths. Now, Peter the Great put spa on the map all over Europe in 1717, and then that name made its way to other similar establishments. Okay, okay. okay Bob. In the U.S., What are considered the most lethal and dangerous animals? Other than human beings. Yeah, that's number one. Okay. Bears? Bears? That's number nine. Oh, really? Okay, so it's in the top ten. All right, let's say dogs. That's number two. There we go. Because, you know, rabid dogs, things like that, or dogs Mm -hmm. that attack people. Number three, think here in Wisconsin. What causes a lot of accidents? Badgers. (laughs) No? (laughs) Wait a minute, wait a minute. You'll get it. Cheese heads. No, no, <laughs> wait a minute. No, I don't know. What causes a lot deer. of accidents? Deer. Okay, yeah. deer. Car accidents. So it's humans, humans, dogs, uh, and deer. Deer. Uh, number four, farm animals. Number five, your favorite, hornets, bees, and wasps. Oh, yes. Due to allergies. Number six, black widow spiders. Seven, venomous snakes. <laughs> snakes, okay. Yeah. Eight is mountain lions. Nine, bears. And sharks. Are number 10. Sharks are the top 10. Well, yeah, but there's only about 16 attacks a year. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know how it Why made the top 10. Why would that be in the top 10? So it, those are the top 10 most dangerous animals. And in number the US. one And number one is human beings. Oh, yeah, by tons more, yeah. Is there any breakdown of human beings, like man versus women, children <laughs> versus... Okay. I think man probably tops it. Testosterone, baby, testosterone. Well, that's an interesting list. That's a very interesting list. Glad you like it. Okay, I've got some other lists too. I've got some names. I'm going to ask you about common last names around the world. Got a few questions on that today. So, what is the most common last name around the world? Is it Zhang, Wang, Smith, or Rodriguez? It is. It's one of the Asians. Okay, you're right on that. Wang. It is Wang. You know what that means? Uh, I don't know. It means means uh, king in Chinese. It's the most common last name in the world. Of course, China is where more people named mm-hmm. Wang are. And many of the most popular last names come from China. I, I didn't know this either. With names like Wang, Li, Zhang, Liu, Chen, Yang, Huang, Zhao, Zhu, or Wu. Woo, woo. <laughs> I do like Vera Wang, so there's one popular one that I like. So anyway, 40% of Chinese citizens use the last names that I mentioned just now, including Wang being number one. Well, here's a fascinating question, Bob. What's the difference between lollygag and dilly-dally? Oh. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day, and Marsha goes, you, I'm going to look this up. I, I told you you were lollygagging. I was accused of a boss of lollygagging once. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yes. Yeah, so oh. Don't lollygag. And what former job was that? <laughs> Let's not talk about okay. him. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, lollygagging. What's the difference between lollygagging and dilly-dallying? Yes. 
<laughs> well, it's a scientific uh, question you're it asking is. there. Dilly Dally, doesn't that come from the Howdy Doody show? Uh, Mr. Dilly Dally, wasn't that his name? I don't one know, of those Bob. Guys? Mr. Lollygag wasn't on no, there. You, I don't know the answer. Loss, I am at a loss, okay. Marsh. Well, lollygag is to dawdle, slack off, or linger, and more appropriately, to fool around in the most sexy way, because back in the early 19th century in England, if you were lollygagging, you were probably uh, fooling around with somebody. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Whereas (laughs) dilly-dally means more to waste time, like you were dilly-dallying this morning before we could get to the show. Oh, come on. (laughs) It means uh, wasting time by being slow or not able to make a decision or to stall. So So if you're going to have an affair with somebody, you want somebody who lollygags, not somebody who dilly-dally. That is correct. Okay, dilly-dallying right. is wasting time. Yes. Lollygagging is, is getting the, right, right to it. Right to it. There okay. you go. You've learned a lot here, Obi-Wan. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, do you know what the big new trend in casinos is? I read about this the other day. This is fascinating. What's the big new trend in casinos right now? Hmm. A new trend in casinos. Yeah. It's in many casinos right now. I was surprised really? to find this out. Um, gosh, I don't know. Fine art. What? Yeah. For example, in uh, 2022, Atlanta's Hard Rock Casino is hosting the highly acclaimed Beyond Van Gogh, The Immersive Experience. Yeah, which was a huge hit here. It's uh, played all over the country, and it's the thing that projects 300 of Van Gogh's works digitally Mm -hmm. onto screens, walls, ceilings, and floors. Other casinos are doing likewise. It's bringing in new people. That's right. Well, the Bellagio Gallery of Fine Arts in Las Vegas has displayed works by Picasso, Monet, Warhol, Titian, and Van Gogh. The Palms Casino Resort has pieces by Richard Prince and Andy Warhol. And uh, Maryland's Live Casino has an art collection, including works by Robert Indiana, Warhol, and other artists. Well, like I said, brings in different kind of people. If anybody gets a connection with Van Gogh, maybe the next time they're in New York, they'll want to go to the Museum of Modern Art and see the actual Starry Night hanging on the museum wall. If so, that will be a win. Okay. Hamburger. Well, you go from fine art to hamburger. Where does the word hamburger come from? (laughs) Well, that comes from Hamburg, Germany. Okay, good. That was a leftover from my hot dog question. That is a leftover (laughs) from a hot dog question. Yeah. There's no tofu, but that's Chinese. And you know what it means in Chinese? No. Rotten bean. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, That's why I don't like tofu. Yeah, chew on that. Okay. Let's not chew on that. Let's take Uh, a break. (laughs) We'll be back with more food and name questions in just a moment. You're listening to The Off-Ramp with Bob. And Marsha. Smith. Okay, Marsha, we're back again with The Off-Ramp. All right. Here's a quickie. Who is Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hunt. He's one of those characters on, uh, what is he? Isn't he a character or is he an actor? He is Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like we all know the name. Yeah, but it didn't jump in. You don't in. associate it with like the James Bond films, which, of course, you associate with James Bond, yeah, right? Yeah, but Ethan Hunt is, uh, if you choose to accept this <laughs> assignment. Okay, Bob, when and where was the first wheelbarrow invented? The first wheelbarrow. You're probably wondering that this morning over coffee. Yeah, I was wondering about well, that. think about it. Who patented the wheelbarrow? Do we know the name of the person who actually came up with it? Yes. Okay, let's say it goes back to ancient Mesopotamia. No. Sumeria. No. Egypt. No. Iran. No. Iraq. China. Of course. In 231 AD. 231. Wow. I guess we do have a name. It's Zhao Lang of Shuhan in China. 
he created in 231 AD a single-wheel cart for an efficient way of transporting food and supplies to the front lines of battle. Wonder so, if he got any royalties from that so, invention. I mean that. <laughs> yeah, but so he had to get food and supplies up to the front. Uh, they were always fighting in wow, China. Wow, interesting. And he'd bring it up in a wheelbarrow because it was too hard to, you know, carry on your back. So. I wouldn't have thought of the need for armaments or supplies in war. I could see using it for agriculture, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Huh, that okay. is interesting. All right. Marcia, we talked last week about the uh, 574 tribes of uh, the United States, and we talked about the states with the highest number of Native Americans being uh-huh. California, Oklahoma. What states have the smallest Native American populations? They're uh, both on the East Coast. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll bet they're on the East Coast. I'll say... Just say Virginia, Marsh. Virginia? No. <laughs> Just trying to help. Okay, tell me. Vermont has the lowest total number of Native Americans of any state. It has 8,169 people recognized as being in Native American tribes. Okay. As far as counties go, Los Angeles County in California has the highest total number of Native Americans, 233,000 officially recognized Native Americans in Los Angeles. So, interesting statistics left over from the last time we talked about Native Americans. You'll like this answer, okay? How about the question? Oh, all right. Do you know that the U.S. Navy has a 50,000-acre forest? To call its own. Yes, I do. I read about this. In Indiana. Why? Because they need the lumber for the USS Constitution. Oh, for God's sake. Well, that's a famous fact. Is it? Yeah. They set up this uh, forest, Mm -hmm. and they had the right timber there to repair the USS Constitution, which is the ship in Boston Harbor, Old Old Ironsides. Ironsides, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the U.S. Navy is sustainably managing a 50,000-acre forest in Indiana to replace the old timbers in old Ironsides. Hmm. It is interesting that they we're still doing that to preserve that old ship. They sell some of the timber to sustain it by itself. Oh, really? Yeah. So some they... of the waterproof wood is sold to the Kentucky distillers for uh to make casks for bourbon. Now there it's being now put to good use. Right. <laughs> Somehow we can all benefit from that. Yeah. So they are using that timber for other purposes, and it's used to pay for everything. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Marcia, more common name questions. We talked about the most common name in the world. It's Wang, W-A-N-G. Uh-huh. That was the first word processor I've used was a Wang word processor. That goes back. What's the most common last name in the UK, Australia, and New Zealand? Is it Jones? Is it Williams? Is it Smith or Tremblay? Tremblay, huh? <laughs> I'll say Smith. You're right. All right. Yeah, Smith. The Smith name, which refers to the historic profession of blacksmithing, originated in England and it spread across the British Empire. But its popularity is waning, though. In 2020, most newborn babies in New Zealand were named Sing, S-I-N-G-H. Their last name? Yeah. Ha. Huh. All right, Bob. Does outer space have a smell? Does outer space have an aroma, you mean? Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> and what is it? It's called cosmic. I don't <laughs> cosmic know. Cosmic smell. I don't know. Is it true? Well, uh, yeah, it does. Astronauts they all report in sort of similar ways. It either smells like burning metal, walnuts and brake pads, gunpowder, burnt almond cookie, One thing they all have in common is it's a burnt smell. Yeah, but those are all different kinds of burnt smells. Yeah, well, much like wine connoisseurs, Bob, 
A smell is something a bit different in the bottle when astronauts report differs slightly in their smelling notes, but <laughs> but the one thing in common is it's it's you know a burnt smell. <laughs> Burning metal or burnt walnuts. Burnt walnuts. Totally different smell. It's just acrid. Acrid. Well, you know, it's like people taste different things when they taste cilantro. It's a totally different reaction. Oh, is that right? Yeah. All right, Marcia, almost 40% of the people in Vietnam have the same last name. What is it (laughs) and why? The name is N-G-U-Y-E-N, which I believe is pronounced Nguyen. And here's a tidbit. Vietnamese people have been using last names since 111 B.C. Really? It's just like the wheelbarrow. You can actually put a date to this. Uh Uh-huh. The reason they know that is because the country was under the control of China during the Han Dynasty. They kept great records. And back then, the Chinese Empire was just beginning to assign people last names. And it's believed that a Chinese official gave all the people in their newly (laughs) conquered territory of Vietnam the same name. And uh, the name actually then was R-U-A-N, which became N-G-U-Y-E-N. It's still used by 40% of Vietnamese people. Huh. I'll be darned. All right, Bob. Did you know there are almost 2,000 known species of cactus? No, I didn't. (laughs) And they are only located in the Americas. I just found that out recently, and I was surprised. Yeah, all except one. Which cactus are we talking about? So this cactus is grown in the United States, but it's also grown in other parts of the world, and it's the only species that is in other parts of the world. (laughs) Is that right? Yes, Bob. And what is it? It is the mistletoe cactus or the spaghetti cactus. Well, those are two very different names. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> but you, you'll recognize it when you see it. Even I know that cactus when I see it. But uh, p- scientists aren't sure how it migrated, but the best guesses are birds or sailors. Or both. Or <laughs> Bird, both. That's so funny. Birds or sailors. Or both. Or both. Yeah, you know that they might have taken a little sample from the Americas and then took it to decorate their ship. Could be sailors with birds. You know, the parrots. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought of that, Bob. Look at a pirate movie. Did, they always also, have a bird on their shoulder. Here's a little interesting factoid. A cactus can live up to 200 years. And the tallest cactus in the world is in Mexico. And it's 63 feet tall. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Now, I knew that when I first went down to Arizona, uh, I was told that those big cactuses that have arms, many of those are over 100 years old down in Phoenix and Tucson and that area. But I didn't know they could live to be up to 200 years old. Yeah. Wow. And they're basically containers of water, aren't they? Yeah. They hold their water. Okay. Like I do. (laughs) Retain water. That's called retention, Marcia. Oh, okay. Here's some retention. The brain. Let's try this one. Okay. (laughs) Nine of the ten top most common Mexican surnames end in what letter? God, you and your... I'll give you a choice. You always want choices, Marcia. I do. I'm giving you choices. Thank you, dear. Okay. Nine of the top ten most common Mexican surnames end in what letter? A, E, O, or Z? Oh, I was going to say M for... M? Martinez... Well, that, that ends with a Z. No, O ends. I That's was thinking what I said, starts Marsh. with. You're not retaining again. <laughs> We're talking brain retention okay. now. Okay, all right. Give it to okay, me Okay, for the third time, Marsh, nine of the top 10 most common Mexican surnames end in what letter? A, E, O, or Z? I'll say Z. That is absolutely right. Ta-da! And Hernandez is the most common last name in Mexico. Okay. In fact, nine of the top ten names in Mexico end in Z. Wow. Martinez, Lopez, Gonzalez, Perez, Rodriguez, Sanchez, 
Ramirez, and Cruz. Of the top 10, only one ends in another letter. What is it? It's a name you associate with Spanish and Mexico. Garcia. Garcia. That ends with an A. Okay. All right. My last question before my quote is a fun thing, Bob. I'm going to give you the slang words, and you give me the decade. Oh, that'll be interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I got three sets of them. Hold on. Okay. Here are the slang words. Dis, you know, show disrespect, don't Mm -hmm. diss me. Mm -hmm. Get jiggy. Get jiggy. (laughs) Homeboy, my bad. Fat, P-H-A-T, you know, like cooler hip. Right. Was up and word, which means yes, I agree. All right, ready? Dis. Mm -hmm. Dis, Uh, D-I-S, okay. Show disrespect. Get jiggy. What does that mean? Dance, flirt, let's get jiggy. Okay, okay. Uh, Homie, homeboy, that's a friend or a buddy. My bad. That's uh, that's something you say all the time because yeah. you make so many mistakes. All right. My- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Fat, P-H-A-T, meaning oh. cool or hip, highly attractive, hot. Was up and word, which means yes, I agree. Word, W-O-R-D? Yeah, you know, go word. No, I never heard that one. Oh, well. I've heard all the rest of them. Oh, Okay, I'd say they all came from the 1990s. Excellent. That is the correct decade. Okay. Ding, ding. All right. You ready for this one? All right. Bodacious, mm-hmm. chillin', dweeb, fly, cool hip, you know. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> Gnarly, preppy, wicked, and yuppie. Okay, those are probably the 80s. Excellent. Okay. Wow, you just rock. Well, the yuppie is the giveaway. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's true. Okay, one more, one more set of okay. slang words. Oh, you got a lot of slang words today, Marsh. <laughs> okay, catch you on the flip side. Mm. Dig it. Mm-hmm. Get down or boogie, mm-hmm. mind blowing, pump iron, workaholic. Those are probably the sixties or seventies. I'll say the seventies. Well, you got all three decades all right. correct. All right. Very good. You get a free cup of coffee downstairs right. later. <laughs> now it's time for us to wrap things up with a great quote. Okay, and this is Martin Luther King Jr. He said, "In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies." but the silence of our friends. Mm, That's true. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, well, that's about it. We want to remind you that we do take questions from audience members, and we've uh, had a number of those in the last few weeks. If you'd like to send us a question, go to our website, theofframp.show, go all the way down to contact us and uh, leave the question and the answer in the field and let us know where you're listening to us from. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed everything we've brought to the table. And join us again next time when we return with more fascinating facts and tantalizing trivia here on The The Off-Ramp. The Off-Ramp is produced in association with CPL Radio Online and the Cedarbrook Public Library, Cedarbrook, Wisconsin.